0: Welcome to Milkman Sports, delivered fresh daily with your hosts Casey Avila and Derek DeRuder.
1: Welcome to Milkman Sports everyone. I'm Casey and I'm here with Red and Josh and we are here to talk about the first 8 games of this week five of the NFL season, finally starting to hit some bye weeks, some by design, some not because of some COVID-related stuff. We'll get to some of that later, um, but we are going to go over the games, and we got Josh here to cover injuries. Uh, bad news Josh. Yeah, yeah. we talked about this last time, <laughs> without you. I don't know if you listen to that podcast, but we're calling you Bad News Josh from Oof. now on, because you're only here to tell us about all the bad news about our injured players, so... <laughs>
0: Hey man, every now and then, every now and then, it could be some good news, you know. Okay, yeah, yeah, it could be good news, Josh,
1: when you're telling me something good, or it could be bad news, Josh. We'll just have to vote on it every time if (laughs) it's good news or bad news.
2: All right. Lately, I've been wanting to put the middle finger on his uh, on his Twitter feed. Like every time he puts something out saying someone's injured, I just want to put the middle finger emoji. Yeah, I would like
1: it. Just send him horrible gifts of just people screaming at him. Yep. So you deserve it with all this bad news you bring us. But when you give us good news, we're not going to give you any praise.
2: All right. Sounds good to me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, so, yeah, first game that we have, I guess we can just kind of jump right in. So we've got eight games to talk about. And as we go over every game, um, we'll go over the players that are relevant from a fantasy perspective. We'll go over injuries. Um, we will get to potentially some COVID related stuff like with the Buffalo and Tennessee game because Tennessee still dealing with an outbreak. But we'll just kind of get to that when we get to that later. Um, we're going to start off with the Thursday night game of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Chicago Bears. And Tom Brady's coming off this really big game. Nick Foles kind of coming off of a clunker after having that comeback win. Red, what are your initial thoughts on this Thursday night game of two teams that are 3-1? and one?
2: The main question is, is if, Mike Evans is going to play. If Evans is going to play, we're going to treat Tom Brady as a low-end quarterback one. But Evans is out. If Evans is out, I'd probably want to stream someone else other than Tom Brady. So um, he's just kind of on that lower-end quarterback one. Um, There's a lot of injuries in this game, so pay attention to what Josh has to say here in a few minutes. Um, I know Leonard Fournette's kind of a game-time decision and all that stuff, but... Um, yeah, overall it's gonna kind of be a tough game to watch as far as from the running back perspective. both of these got good good run defenses.
1: well, the bears have a good defense, and so especially on a short week, it's like, well, is the good defense gonna you know be able to take advantage of the injuries that the buccaneers are dealing with primarily at I mean, I feel like they're dealing with it across the board, but especially at wide receiver, I think the first practice of the week. They listed their top four receivers out. I guess before we can keep going any further, uh, Josh, this is probably a good spot for you to butt in and just let us uh, let us know what's going on with some of these injuries in this game.
0: Yeah, let's see. Um, Mike Evans, like you were mentioning earlier, he's dealing with that ankle injury. He didn't practice yesterday, but he practiced today. Uh, he is expected to play. Uh, good news. He won't be 100%. <laughs> He's expected to be out there, so we'll see how that goes. Um, Scotty Miller, as well, is also listed as questionable. Um, as far as the guys that are out, Chris Godwin's out, which was expected. It's a short week coming off of that, but he should be ready to go next week. But keep an eye on practice updates and things like that going into next week. Uh, LaShawn McCoy is out. And then if you're in a deep league, you got Justin Watson. He is also out.
1: And Fournette, what's the deal with him?
0: Fournette, as of today, he was listed as doubtful. So. Probably not looking good for him as of right now, but we'll see what he does for Thursday, Friday. If he can get in some sort of practice, um, he could probably suit up for this Sunday. But as of right now, he's listed as doubtful.
2: Well, they're the Thursday night game, so he's probably not going to play. Is
1: there any chance that O.J. Howard comes out after tearing his Achilles? (laughs) (laughs) Hey,
0: you never know. The way today's medicine is, I would, I mean, I'd actually be I'd be shocked, to be real. But, hey, man, there's crazy things out there.
2: I don't know, man. I heard he was out square dancing after all this stuff happened.
1: (laughs) He's like Gronk. Medicine's real good, man. Yeah, after Gronk, after the Super Bowl, he hurt his ankle, then he was out in the club dancing. (laughs) Speaking (laughs) of Gronk, um, Red, do you expect him to have a better game just because of all these receiver injuries?
2: That's really funny because if there's any game that I expect Gronk to do anything Gronk-like or relatively close to it, it's this week. You have all these receiver injuries. O.J. Howard's out. Cameron Brady's always kind of been hit or miss. If Brady's out all these options, he, options he's going to have to go to all reliable. So if, if this is the game, this if there's any week I'm starting Gronk, it's this week. I'm not feeling good about it, but if he breaks, you drop him for the rest of the season. Like this is it for him.
1: Yeah. This might be an opportunity with it being on Thursday night football. So it's primetime TV. Everyone's going to be watching. And with all the receiver injuries, it, it just kind of lining up as a good spot for Gronk. But yeah, if he has a big game, I would consider selling high just because the usage early on of the season hasn't been good in terms of his usage, you know, as a receiver and Eventually Evans is gonna be fully healthy. Godwin will get fully healthy. Scotty Middler's been extremely involved and I don't think they want to get away from the run game either. So um they've still got Cameron Brait. I'm sure, you know, if you know, with OJ Howard being out now, he's gonna have more snaps, I guess, like more opportunities to catch the ball. But I don't know. I think there's still a little bit of hope for Grok. We'll see where it goes. On the Bear side, um, how are you feeling about Montgomery uh, you know, he, last week after uh, you're know, not having Tariq Cohn in the lineup? Played 86% of the staff but didn't do a whole
2: lot with it. I'm starting him and pretending his name is Joe Mixon. He's not going to have the upside as Joe Mixon, but the floor we've seen out of Joe Mixon the past couple weeks, um, that's kind of what I'm expecting out of Montgomery this week. So treat him as a running back, too.
1: Right on. Yeah, I think that that's kind of where I'm thinking he said, too. Uh, Josh, you got any injuries on the Bears' side?
0: Uh, Darnell Mooney. Um, he's listed as questionable. Other than that, everybody on the bear side is pretty good to go.
1: Yeah. Mooney had a nice little coming out game last week, right? Like he's been kind yeah. of present there playing a lot of snaps. He had that week two where he had uh he had that touchdown, but last week, nine targets, five catches, 52 yards. He's kind of on the radar now as a, you know, I didn't really know who this guy was going into the season, not much about him anyway. So uh, nice to see someone in this Bears passing game step up besides Allen Robinson. Anthony Miller has just been kind of a dud, so I'm not really playing him until I see see a little more. And Jimmy Graham, uh, you know, Nick Foles is always like throw to the tight end, and he got five targets last week, the week before, when they had that big comeback game. Um, you know, he had the two touchdowns, 60 receiving yards to go with it. He's not a real high upside option because he's got a low floor, but, you know, he's someone that could still maybe be serviceable on a pinch for you.
2: Yeah, I'd stream him over Gronk. <clears throat>
1: Interesting. I think I'd take Gronk this week, but throughout the season, I'd probably stream Graham a little more at this point. Um, make our way over to the Panthers and the Falcons game. And Dave's probably got one more good week left in him. And I think McCaffrey's supposed to come back the following week, right, Josh?
0: Yeah, that's what reports are saying that there's a good possibility it's into practice next week. Uh, so that's exciting news.
1: Yeah, I definitely think I'm still riding the Mike Davis wave if you got him playing as an RB2. I feel like I've been saying that for like three weeks. Red, what are your thoughts on the DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson situation? Because DJ Moore is kind of the on. On tape, he's the number one receiver, but in the box score, it's been Robbie Anderson this year.
2: Yeah, right now you're going to treat DJ Moore as a high-end wide receiver three, kind of that low-end wide receiver two. Same thing with Robbie Anderson. I mean, Robbie Anderson isn't the talent that DJ Moore is, but like you said, he's putting up the fantasy numbers, and that's what we want. We want the fantasy numbers. We can give two craps on what your talent is. As long as you're getting his fantasy points, we're happy. So, uh, But that's the problem with DJ Moore. He's been drawing the double coverages. Uh, Christian McCaffrey's been out it's things that kind of go back to normal and I could you see DJ Moore kind of being in those five or 80 games and maybe he might get a touchdown here and there Teddy Bridgewater has been playing pretty decent so um, this team moving forward there's 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 a uh, green arrows pointing up especially in this matchup with the Falcons um, I think it's going to be a get right game with DJ Moore um, you're right though Casey with Robbie Anderson seeing a lot more targets and stuff and He's being successful with them. So maybe defenses are going to start paying attention to Robbie Anderson a little bit more.
1: I think I said this on an old podcast of ours, but I'm like, with DJ Moore, I feel like he's a wide receiver two that's probably more of a wide receiver three. And Anderson is a wide receiver three that's probably more of a wide receiver two. And maybe that's not going to be the case all year long, but at least. To start the season is kind of what it feels like. Um, On the other side of the ball, um, we got any major injuries for the The Falcons? uh, Falcons? You got
0: um, Julio Jones with that hamstring injury. He did not participate in practice today. And I would expect him not to play Sunday. I would actually be surprised if he does play. Um, But keep an eye out for practice reports tomorrow, Friday and you've got calvin ridley he was limited at practice today and he's currently listed as questionable uh, but he's more likely to be out there than julio jones will
1: yeah red um i know you really high on calvin Ridley going into the year and as of right now he is the number one wide receiver in standard number three in ppr um you know he didn't have any catches this last game but I think that was partially due to that injury he was dealing with. Are you feeling comfortable about him having a bounce back game?
2: Low-end wide receiver one, high-end wide receiver two.
1: Yeah, I, I just think that like with that injury right there and Julio Jones, I kind of got the feeling that he wasn't going to play. So, Josh, to hear you say that kind of confirms that what I was kind of reading and thinking earlier. So, I yeah. mean, I'm going to play Calvin Ridley if Julio Jones they play, are they're, they're definitely going to lean on him. Um, maybe Hayden Hurst gets a little more usage. He's been kind of involved in the offense, not as much as I'd like, but maybe it comes on. He's like the number 13, tied in, in standard 15 in PPR. So um, I think better days are ahead for him, but uh, I'm hoping that against the Panthers, he kind of has a, a, a better game.
2: Um, yeah. Any thoughts? If,
1: any other thoughts on the Falcons?
2: Yeah. If uh, Julio Jones is out, You fire up Russell Gage as a wide receiver three. I'm not sure if he's fighting an injury or not, but. He's um, good to go. He has no. He's good to go. That's right. Yeah, 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 that's right. You said. (laughs) Sorry. Good. (laughs) good. No, but you can fire up Russell Gage as a wide receiver three. And then again, if Julio Jones is out, check this guy out. Is how do you say his name? Olomidi Uh He played eight of the snaps in week three where he finished four receptions, 41 yards. And then on Monday night. Played 76% of the snaps, and he finished eight catches for 86 yards. That was against Green Bay. This game, yeah, um, Carolina doesn't have much of a defense. So, I mean, if Jones is out, try and get this guy off the waiver wires, and he might be a nice plug-and-play for you. Right on.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think Russell Gage, he's been – He's been someone that's been involved, in this guy right here, this Zacchaeus or however you say his last name, it's he's really off the radar for most people. So this is deeper leagues, yeah, like definitely. I was gonna say, like you know, if if no one's picked up, picked him up, or you know, this might be an opportunity to go scoop him up. Um, yeah. Right on. Um, we can move on to the Bengals and the Ravens, and there was that report that. Mark Jackson mispracticed today, right? Was it like a thigh injury or uh, still with the knee, knee
0: injury. Um but reports are saying that they held him out for precautionary reasons. Um nothing in detail yet, so keep an eye out for practice tomorrow. Um hopefully they come out with something more. Uh but definitely keep an eye out on this cuz RG3 did finish the game and don't know if that was any significance. They were up by what was it, like 20 points when he came in. Uh so yeah, you definitely want to see what tomorrow's Tomorrow's report says.
1: Yeah, I think he's still safe to play. It seems like everything's okay with him. I'm not concerned. Uh, Same, yeah. Red, you uh, you feeling good about Joe Burrow this week?
2: He's in a tough matchup, but I feel like Bur- Burrow needs this challenge so us fantasy owners can see how he really is in the NFL. Um, I like him as a high-end quarterback too until we see him have a really really bad matchup you got to treat you got to play him with the and expect the upside that he's been giving us um, and not to mention uh, I'm not trying to say he's Patrick Mahomes but Pat Mahomes torched Baltimore so um, he's got Mixon that's starting to get involved in the backfield you know T Higgins is coming along pretty good as a rookie Tyler Boyd I think pro football focus ranked him as the number four wide receiver in the NFL so far this year um and AJ Green we don't know what's happening there but I'm just saying there's there's some targets to spread the ball around and I think Joe Burrow can get it done against uh, Baltimore and put up what, quarterback two numbers
1: I'm probably steering clear against the Ravens. I don't think that he's gonna have a good day. It's gonna be like welcome to the AFC North, homie. Like it's, I just. Or it uh, could be
2: like welcome to the Burrow show.
1: It could be. It, I mean, there's there's room for that too. But I'm thinking it's gonna it's gonna be a good day for the Ravens defense. Um, he's gonna have like
2: three picks. It's going to be a turnover.
1: For that. Maybe he has some good counting stats. So for fantasy purposes, maybe he's kind of useful. I'm not I'm, I'm not. Let's not forget. Him. He can run. He can run a little bit. He probably raises his floor a little bit, but I feel like this is not a good week for Joe Burrow. Um, Quarterback too, though. I mean, I'll say this. like, I'll, I'll play Tyler Boyd no matter what because he's the number one receiver there. And – I'm avoiding AJ Green at this point. It just seems like he cannot get on the same page as Joe Burrow, and he's playing plenty of snaps. You know, if he needs to shake the rust off for after four games into the season, like I don't know, that's concerning to me. Um, T Higgins probably more of a low influx this week. He's certainly got an upside for more. Maybe if if there's like garbage time stuff, it's going to be a guy like Drew Sample that picks it up. And you uh, know, I don't
2: know. I'm not expecting a good day for Joe Mixon either. Yeah, no. But as long as he gets that reception total, if he gets the same targets and everything that he got last week, not the touchdowns and yards, but if he can, if he can stay up there in the with targets and receptions, he's going to be more of a low end running back. One kind of hope maybe he falls into the end zone if maybe they draw a penalty or something. Or no, I, I'm expecting the Bengals to score some some amount of points. So I think Mixon finds the end zone. Um, I'm hoping they found something special, you know, throwing them the ball last week. They gave the ball to him 25 times and they won a football game. Maybe something right. clicks here. Yeah. Especially yep. against a team like Jacksonville or Jacksonville, I think Lamar Jackson, especially a team like Baltimore, you know, you want to keep, you're going to want to keep Lamar Jackson off the field. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, you got any thoughts on, Or well, first off, um, do we have any other Ravens injuries, Josh?
0: You got Marquise Brown dealing with the knee injury, uh, but he did practice today. It was on a limited basis, um, so wouldn't keep an eye on that. Uh, but as of right now, it looks like he's good to go on for Sunday.
1: Before we go into any more Ravens players, because we've kind of talked about the Bengals for the most part, we don't have any injuries on that side really, right? No. Yeah, I didn't think so. That's why I didn't really. Even ask, I didn't think we had anything. AJ uh,
0: Green did pop up with a wrist injury, I guess, after the game on Sunday, but he, there's nothing as of right now. He's not
1: even, yeah, mm-hmm. right
2: on. Um, Red, who? What running back are you playing from the Ravens this week? None. It's like trying to pick a Rams running back.
0: Yeah, that's That's a pretty wild backfield, to be honest with you.
2: I mean, maybe Mark Ingram, because I feel like if anybody's the goal line back, maybe it's Mark Ingram, but. Um, it, it, if you're forced to start him, maybe you got the tough draw, and you got Aaron Jones on a bye this week, and you know you're forced to start Mark Ingram. He's like a low inflex at best, in my opinion. Running back yeah. three.
1: Uh, I think he's maybe a little bit better than that, but I mean, he's he's not really an upside play any week. And Dobbins is just you just never know with him. He's going to have some big weeks out of nowhere. If yeah. Enough to really take the risk unless you're like in DFS or something, um. You know, Marquise Brown's been kind of like, he's playing a lot of snaps and he hasn't made the most of it. I don't know. Lamar Jackson had a down week.
0: Yeah, um, well, the Ravens are like, what? 31st and yards passing yards per game or something like that
1: yeah it just seems like there's the, there's only good. volume enough for probably mark andrews and that's about it so yeah. like marquise brown but, i thought would maybe settle at the wide receiver three i'm still playing him with the hopes that he's gonna have a boom game you know i think he's got some like the Desha- deshaun deshaun jackson like qualities in the sense that he could really go for you know once he has a big game just needs a little positive momentum but it just hasn't quite happened yet i'm starting to start to have some concerns there um, I feel like we've spent my time talking about this game. Let's go over to Jacksonville and Houston. And we got a 1-3 and team versus an 0-4 team that just fired their head coach. And it's weird because you would have thought that that would have been the Jaguars at 0-4 firing their head coach. It's actually the Texans. Um, Red, any thoughts about the Texans and Deshaun Watson just from the head coach perspective going into this game?
2: Uh, I'm treating Deshaun Watson the same. I mean, I'm starting him as a quarterback one this week.
1: Yeah, that's kind of, what I was hinting at, like, if you thought maybe his value was a little off just because of that. So I still think that, yeah, he's still unbelievably talented and it's not like they removed the whole coaching staff. And Romeo Cornell has even been, he's been a head coach several times and, uh, and an assistant coach, you know, many, many, many years an assistant head coach many years. So, um. I could see. I don't think it's the craziest scenario to say that the Texans could turn things around and win this division. Like, still at some point, the Jaguars clearly are not in a good position to do it. We'll see if the Colts can keep it afloat. They're probably favorites, but after this Tennessee COVID outbreak, you would have thought that they'd maybe be the favorites. But I'm not counting on it after all these players they've had out. Um, so the Texans could really maybe still make some noise in that division, especially with the extra playoff spot they they've added to the. The scenario now um josh what kind of injuries we got in
0: this game on the texans you've got jordan akins dealing with that concussion <clears throat> that he sustained last week um he didn't participate today so he still needs to clear concussion protocol uh lavisca chenault for the jags he is dealing with the hamstring injury uh, he wasn't out there for i believe the end of the fourth quarter um, he popped up on the injury report today. He did have a limited practice, so definitely has a chance to suit up. So as of right now, I would expect him to be out there. But again, it is a hamstring injury.
1: Yeah, Chenault is one of those guys that is, like, as the season goes along, I think his role's is going to continue to grow. He's getting carries. He's getting catches and targets. So um, he's number 36 wide receiver in standard, 34 in PPR. So that's kind of like, you know, low end wide receiver three. Um, he'll probably finish a little bit better than that. But um, for this game, yeah, I mean I'm down to I'm down to play him. I mean, Chark is really the best receiver to play in this offense. He's you know, wide receiver one pretty much, or high-end wide receiver two. And Keelan Cole still find a way to stay involved. He's probably uh I mean he's number 25 in PPR, 32 in standard. So he's like, yeah, wide receiver two or three. Not really a receiver two. He's definitely more receiver three than anything. Um, Red, what do you uh, you think that uh, James Robinson's in for a good week?
2: I don't know about a good week, but he's going to be middle of the pack. He'll be that low-end R- RB1, high-end RB2, just kind of in that area, hanging out with Joe Mixon. And Yeah, I mean, as long as Robinson's getting all these carries, you're starting him every week as a high-end RB2, low-end RB1.
1: Yeah, he's getting too much volume to not get that. And then, you know, to kind of round it out, you know, with, with Minshew, um, you know, after hearing today, I don't know if that report's true or not. It kind of seemed like it based off of what I think J.J. Watt maybe responded to something in an interview or tweeted something. I don't know. And there was this report that came out about how J.J. Watt and Bill O'Brien got into an argument during... Practice and JJ Watt called them out for a lot of the problems that the team was having. And th- that kind of gave a lot of other players, a lot of veterans on the team, like, you know, this reason to start speaking up and that's what kind of ultimately did him. And so with that in mind, bringing back to Garner Minshew, I'm worried that now that they're free of Bill O'Brien, JJ Watt, and the rest of his defense is just going to unleash hell on Minshew this week because they're finally mm-hmm. free. And <laughs> I love Minshew, but like after reading here and all that, I'm like, damn it, man! I'm probably not playing him right now. So I <laughs> uh, legitimately like. I know that sounds ridiculous, but I legitimately believe that. So I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> steer clear on your, on your Texas or your Jaguars this week. And maybe fire up your Texans, Deshaun Watson's a QB1, you know, um, every week. Um, you know, Will Fuller, I think as long as he's playing and he's, you know, staying healthy, not on the injured list or anything, then um, he's he's got that upside to be wide receiver two with a little more room um, if, if Watson has a big day. Um, Red, any thoughts on David Johnson?
2: Uh, same rules apply as to James Robinson, you know, except he's not as good as James Robinson, but he's getting a majority of the touches. You can treat him as a running back too. Um, but he just doesn't have any real edge. That's gonna win you your week in fantasy. I mean, he had a great week one, but after that, he's just kind of been hanging out with Kenyon Drake.
1: Yeah, I think I said last time that I had a feeling that maybe David Johnson's value is going to go down. I don't think like he's going to lose his whole job, but I just get the sense that they're going to get Duke Johnson more involved. And uh, you know, he's barely like he's barely played this year. And and you know, they gave him a draft pick to go get him last year. He's good enough to be on the field for more snaps than he deserves, and he can take some from David Johnson. So I'm not ready to play Duke just yet. I got to see how it shakes out. I'll still play David Johnson as a low end RB two, but. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think that um, Will Fuller is the only real comfortable guy. uh, You know, I think I dropped Randall Cobb in the league today. I don't think he's, like, he's probably roster worthy. I just didn't have room for him. But I don't know. I just don't see a lot of upside with him anymore. Brandon Cooks, after having that dud game, that was really concerning. You know, plays 94% of the snaps, three targets, no catches. I mean, this guy's supposed to be. You know, one of the better receivers in the league. That's that's not good. So, um, I'm sticking to Sean Watson and follow this week. Uh, next game we've got on the slate is the Las Vegas Raiders and the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, Josh, what's uh, what's the injury status of this game?
0: For the most part, everyone is healthy. Uh, you got Henry Ruggs, who did practice today on a limited basis, so he was back out at practice. Um Brian Edwards did not practice. Um
1: He's he's, on short term IR anyway, right?
0: I believe so. I'm not one hundred percent on that. I don't think he actually ever made it to IR. No, he's just questionable. Yeah, he's just questionable for I'm
1: I'm certainly getting confused with someone else.
0: Um but Josh Jacobs healthy. Everyone for the most part is healthy. The only one that we have, like I said, was just Henry Ruggs. He did have a limited practice today, so could be out there on Sunday.
1: Yeah, speaking of Josh Jacobs, there was a trade in my Dynasty League where Josh. Yeah, Thomas that was
2: a big trade. Got
1: traded for Michael Thomas, James White, and was it a 22 first? 22 first, right?
0: Yeah, 22 yeah. first.
1: Whoo, that was a haul. I think that, uh, you know, I mean, I love Josh Jacobs, especially in Dynasty. So, I, I mean, I think he's a good play this week, too, against the Chiefs. He's he's an RB1 play every week as far as I'm concerned. Um, But that's a haul. You know, Michael Thomas, James White still got a role in the passing game. Um, And that extra first-round pick on top of that, that was – I see what Nick was doing. You know, he's just adding a a premier running back when there's not a lot of them. And he's also loyalist because he's a Raider fan. But Marcus was a Raider fan too and traded him away. So good for him of just taking the value while he it there. It's not necessarily a uh, a lopsided trade because Josh Jacobs is good. But on paper, that was a lot to give up for him. Yeah. Um, and in regards to other Raiders that got week in, week out value, I think that the only pass catcher I'm comfortable with is Darren Waller. I guess for under has got some – He's got some volume in PPR leagues, a little, eh, I mean, he's seen targets, I guess. He just hasn't seen a lot of high-scoring games. He had that week, good week three, and that was about it. Um, you can maybe use him as a flex, low and flex. Uh, Darren Waller, there's still, he's a top three tight end play pretty much every week. Rep, um, what, what do you think? You that about
2: Right against the chiefs i think waller's gonna get double digit targets
1: on the Chiefs side we've got McCole hardman getting a little more involved in the offense although it's still like not been like he's not playing a ton of snaps so that's still kind of concerning but he's he's been a little more involved in the offense making his snaps count yeah exactly and so it's it's just a matter of time before when the team sees that it's like okay well let's start giving him more snaps in because he's playing good Mm-hmm. Um so he's someone that I think is kinda on the rise, but don't expect too much too soon. Uh Tyree Kill's still, I mean, top five wide receiver play every week. Um Red, what are your thoughts on Clyde Edwards uh Clyde Edwards Lair?
2: Uh he's a start every week. As long as he's getting majority of these touches. Um he's start every week. He's gonna find the end zone eventually, but Uh, Maybe it happens this week, but, I mean, he's getting the receptions. He's getting all the the carries. He is the guy in this backfield. Um, RB1 every week.
1: He's, yeah, right now he's 13 in standard, number 12 in PPR for running back. So he's right there as a low-end RB1, essentially. He hasn't scored.
2: He hasn't really scored. He scored a touchdown in week one. So, I mean, when the touchdowns start to fall, he'll probably be around that RB running back eight to five range.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's got room. you know, we mentioned Hardman and Hill. What are your thoughts on Sammy Watkins
2: right now? Right now, I'm just treating him like Miko Hardman. I mean, the big four are all obvious starts, but then you fall to guys like Sammy Watkins and nico Hardman, who I just previously mentioned. And I think you could just treat him as wide receiver fours. I mean, they're going to have their games. You know, Travis Kelsey isn't going to have his blowout game every single week. Neither is Tyree Hill, and neither is Ceh. You know it's just going to be a rotation of these guys, but the big four are going to hit first and Sammy Watkins and Michael Hardman. I feel like they're going to hit like once every three weeks, you know, yeah. they'll have a week where Sammy Watkins or, or Hardman or could be wide receiver twos, and then they're going to disappear for two or three weeks.
1: Yeah. I think that's where it's just important to look at the matchups. It's like, you don't want to completely ignore those guys. Cause if the matchup was good, then you need to, you know, roll the dice on those guys sometimes. Um, so, But in terms of week in and week out plays, like, they're they're not, you know, neither of them are. They're guys more for DFS probably, like, especially Watkins. <laughs> um, and it's like we don't really need to say much about Mahomes and Kelsey, right? Like, they're basically the top players at each of their positions. Even yeah. you know, Kittle's better than Kelsey. It's, it's yeah, different. those are guys you
2: drafted in the first two rounds of your draft. Like, they're in your lineup.
1: Yeah, they're in your lineup. A good way of saying it. Um, next game we've got on the slate is the Arizona Cardinals and New York Jets, and you know, been disappointing to see Kenny Drake not really live up to the hype, but he's still getting a lot of snaps and all that. Uh, Red, what are your thoughts on Kenny Drake right now?
2: I'm using him as a running back too because of his usage usage in the offense, like you said. Um, and like we had mentioned on the last podcast, I mean, he's he's on the field what sixty six percent of the time. It's like a two two third split between him and Edmund. So um, last week's usage, I'm gonna write that off. Um, I was kind of thinking about it after the after we had I had time to really digest everything that had happened in the week. But Carolina beat the Cardinals in that game, and the run game was removed from the game plan. He was questionable heading into the game to begin with. I'm just thinking the coach has probably pulled him out or, you know, you're already getting your butt, not butts rubbed in the dirt, but you're in a game script or you're passing the ball the whole time. Why are you going to put a guy in there who was questionable to, to begin with and try and give him the ball 20 times? I, I, it just didn't make sense to me. So um, I'm writing off last week, but don't hear what I'm not saying. I'm not trying to make excuses for him. I'm frustrated like everybody else, but you can still use him as a running back too. This, this offense is going to click. Kyler Murray is going to start throwing better eventually. He's going to find the end zone. It's coming.
1: Here's something interesting. Kenyon Drake, number 35 running back in PPR. Chase Edmonds, number 38 running back in PPR. They're essentially. Don't the they
0: literally back. have like the same amount of fantasy points?
1: That's what I was basically just yeah, saying. They're like they're it's crazy. Yeah. I don't know. I think that the coaching staff, I mean, Kenny Drake's a one-year deal and Edmonds is under contract for, I think two more years. So, um, he, Chase
0: Edmonds going to take over soon.
1: Maybe it's possible. I mean, unless Kenny Drake, he has been completely uninvolved in the passing game, essentially. So, uh, you can still use him as an RB too, but I would be nervous if I was a Kenny Drake owner, right? I would I would not feel good about the future
2: nervous frustrated it's an interest it's an interesting combo uh
1: josh we don't really have any major entries on the cardinals
0: right um no deandre hopkins didn't practice today that but that's probably more of a maintenance thing um he played last week so i would expect him to play this week um but other than that nope
1: yeah, I think you're obviously playing Hopkins every week, especially with how Kyler Murray's been using him. You can play Kyler Murray every week too. He's kind of, you know, like that. he didn't really have a lot of passing yards. He made up for it with the passing touchdowns. And that's the thing, though, is like he's, at, he, he's had four rushing touchdowns in four games already. So it's like mm-hmm. he has that high floor no matter what. He's a number five QB right now. Um, so you can play him every week. You can play Hopkins every week. Um Christian Kirk, he's uh, he missed week three with that entry, I believe, but he's um, he's he's got enough. He's playing enough snaps to maybe get involved, but man, he's getting no targets. Um, it's, it's that's getting frustrating. And Fitzgerald, I mean, he's just kind of a little upside option too. Um Isabella, it seems like he's not even playing enough snaps. He had those two touchdowns. It's gonna to probably be the best game of the, of the season for him. So um it just I don't know. Other than Hopkins and Murray and Hopkins are the only two guys I feel really good about. Drake, you can play him. I'm not I'm not feeling so good about. On the Jets side, we got some injuries to talk about, Josh. Why don't you go ahead and start?
0: Yeah. Uh Sam Darnold, he has an AC joint sprain. He has already been declared out this week. Um, and they're treating it as week to week. I guess he's still experiencing some pain. Uh, so you definitely want to keep an eye out for that. I would expect him to be out this week, depending on the severity of that sprain, probably another week. Um, but definitely watch out for his practice status going into next week. You also have Le'Veon Bell, who is supposed to be back off of IR this week, and he should be good to go for Sunday. He'll probably be on the. Limited snap count, if I had to guess. But nonetheless, he should be out there. Let's see who Uh, else. Rashad Perriman did not practice today. He's listed as questionable. He's dealing with an ankle injury. Denzel Mims still is not practicing. Um, He's dealing with that hamstring injury. That's a little concerning. You know, we're going into week five, and he is yet to play. So, something to keep an eye out.
1: Yeah, uh, Red, is there any Jets that you're comfortable playing this week with Joe
2: Flacco at QB? Jamison Crowder and Le'Veon Bell, and that's it. Everyone else got uninvited to the party. How comfortable are you playing
1: Le'Veon Bell coming off that injury and it being the Jets?
2: (laughs) Well, the Jets are going to start him. Adam Gase had no problem throwing him back in the game after Bell told him that he hurt his hamstring. He threw him back in anyways. So (laughs) I really don't give a crap at this point. Yeah, seriously. Joe great.
0: Flacco's got to throw it to someone, and Le'Veon Bell is going to be that
2: guy. Joe Flacco did a heck of a job throwing it to Ray Rice. Well, Flacco was
1: – he – okay, well, that's actually something point. <laughs> I to check down yeah. everybody back, so Le'Veon Bell could be very involved in that respect. And I was going to say, Flacco was more known for, like – being more vertical thrown to his receivers downfield than having, like, a slot guy that he relied on all the time, right? Like, I don't recall any, like, uh, am I forgetting somebody? Like, did he have, a, like, a really it was awesome always,
2: like, Willie Sneed, or not Willie Sneed. Was it was it Willie Sneed that was over there for a little while? I don't
1: know um, if you it ever, was...
2: It was you know, always, like, Anquan Bolden had a small role over there, but there was no one really exciting that was a flex option coming from coming from the Ravens, because it was guys like Derek Mason and stuff like that, too.
1: Yeah, like, Anquan Bolden is one that sticks out the most, but Anquan Bolden never had, like, huge fantasy numbers in that role, you know? It was post-crime. So I just kind of, like, you know, maybe Perriman or Mims are the ones that, you know, really gets more involved. I know he liked to throw the tight end, like Todd Heap and all that, so maybe they finally get Chris Harkin involved, you know? Just like I feel like, based off of Flacco's strengths, they're going to play to that, so... This week's really kind of up in the air. Crowder's been pretty consistent, so I guess I'd play him um, just because he's the, you know, the two games he's played, he scored you know, seven catches, 115 yards, and a touchdown. In the other game, he had seven catches for 104 yards, so I'm playing him. But I don't know. This is not the highest upside option right now. Um, Yeah, in regards to Bell, he's worth it. I think he's worth the play this week.
2: I just traded for him.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was actually... I was going to ask
2: you if you heard the same stuff I heard, because I heard with all the injuries and bye weeks coming in, go trade for Le'Veon Bell, because you could probably get him for pennies, and you're going to get a running back that's going to get probably 80% of the running back touches. I mean, yeah, Bell's not the prettiest toy in the toy box, but hey, man, you're getting a starting running back. Hey, I'll take three Le'Veon Bells any day of the week in my starting lineup and feel okay
1: next game that we've got coming up is the Eagles and the Steelers. A good old Pennsylvania matchup. Red, with uh, Deshaun Jackson, are you, how are you using him now? Like, do you do you have him on any rosters? Are you, are you comfortable playing him as a wide receiver three or a flex?
2: Uh, neither. I want to see him come back and play and finish a game healthy. Um, also, we're talking about uh boom or bust wide receiver which I'm not a real big fan of, let alone playing with my favorite quarterback this year, Carson Wentz, who's done pretty much absolutely nothing for your fantasy rosters. Uh, At this point right now, I don't want to start any receiving option coming from Carson Wentz. I'm not saying he can't do it, but he he needs to prove it first.
1: Including Zach Ertz?
2: Yep. Zach Ertz was the only guy last week. He had his opportunity to be Darren Waller, and guess what? He had nine receiving yards, or was it 20 receiving yards? Don't uh, matter. He didn't do shit for your lot- rosters last week.
1: Yeah, he has not been up to par so far. I think that he'll get back on track. He's the only one I'm kind of comfortable playing out of all these guys, um, and I think Miles Sanders will continue to stay involved in the past. Yes,
2: Miles, yeah, Miles Sanders is the only person I'm starting with confidence from this, from this team. Mm-hmm.
1: He's, um, yeah, he's he's pretty big point of the offense for sure, so I'm definitely comfortable playing him. Um, I'll play Ertz still and ride that till the wheels really fall off. I don't feel like it's all the way there yet. Sean Jackson, I think you probably have the right idea. Just might as well just wait and see. He's not like some – he doesn't have so much upside that he's worth the risk. He doesn't have a lot of upside these days. Um, Josh, on the Steeler side, what do we got going on?
0: Dillers, on the Steelers side, you've got Deontay Johnson dealing with the toe injury. He didn't practice today. Um, he, he, he had that concussion. I believe it was in week 3. They didn't play in week 4, so he got cleared and then popped up with a toe injury. So now he is questionable. I believe reports are saying that it's minor, so it doesn't seem like it's anything severe, but definitely want to keep a lookout for his um, practice status these upcoming days. And then Juju Smith-Schuster, he didn't participate again today. Um, But I think this is just more of a maintenance thing for Juju. Um, I would expect him to be out there on Sunday because I believe he played last game with a similar issue as well.
1: Yeah, I think that, um, you know, Juju is one of the guys that I've been kind of wrong on. I was not super high on him going into the year, and, you know, he's been off to a really good start. So, you know, so far, that's... I've been wrong about him. Um, I'm definitely playing him if he plays. And Deontay Johnson, he's been really involved in the offense, too. So um, he got injured in week three, but and then they had to miss week four just kind of by chance. But, um, you know, he's off to 10 targets in week one, 13 targets in week two. That's pretty good. So. Um, I'm playing both of them if I have a chance. Eric Ebron someone that like has been involved a little bit. You know, he had that last game where he had seven targets, five catches, 52 yards, and a touchdown. Red, are you still kind of steering clear for the most part?
2: No, I got uh, I got Eric Ebron as a streaming option this week. He's playing Philadelphia. They gave up 10 receptions for 180 yards to George Kittle, and let's not forget about the Tyler Higby three touchdown game they gave up. They give away points to the tight end like it's Christmas.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that's a very good point. Good, uh, good way to analyze the matchup. Um, well, I hate,
2: I hate for the, I've said this multiple times. I hate the tight end position in from the Steelers, uh, from a fantasy perspective, I'm calling it a streaming option this week, big time. So that says a lot.
1: Yeah. Do you like James Conner's matchup this week too?
2: Yeah. Running back one. Uh, if they can get the ball downfield, which I expect they can, um if he can find the end zone yeah he'll be the running back one if not he's gonna get some receipt he's gonna get some catches out of the backfield uh he's he's not flashy but he's solid you know he's gonna he's gonna get those points for you he's almost like a melvin gordon not flashy no one really sees him as this oh no he's not alvin camaro oh no you know everyone expects to sees these elite guys but they forget these middle tier guys these high-end running back twos can put up numbers too
1: Yeah, I'm going to call him a low end RB1, and he's always got room for a little more just because they like to run the ball. He's the goal line back. He plays in the passing game. So um, I think he's a safe play pretty much every week, as long as he's healthy. I think this is a good week for Ben too. pick on that Eagles defense. Um, I'm playing a lot of Steelers this week. I'm, I'm not, I'm feeling pretty good about them. And I'm, you know, the Eagles are, they're just too beat up right now. They're just too beat up on offense and Carson Wentz is not playing well. It's just, concerning. So I expect Steelers to win this game before now. Um, We've got two more games to discuss, but really we're only going to discuss one and we're going to discuss in in detail, I should say, and that's the Rams and the Washington football team. Um, We'll get to the last game here in a minute. um, But in regards to this game, um, Josh, we have Cam Akers coming back from that rib injury, right?
0: Yes, Cam Akers should be coming back. This week, um, I'm not sure if he practiced today. Um, I didn't see when I was looking. I didn't see an updated report. So
1: limited capacity,
0: <clears throat> but yeah, coach Sean McVay did say that he expects him to be out there this week. Good news, John. Um, Yeah, good news job <laughs> um, and that's really it from the Rams side.
1: Yeah, I think that, um. The Rams had a tough go of it last week against the New York Giants. On you know that, that which was kind of weird. You know they think that they just they turned the ball over early in the game and just kind of fell into a funk. So I'm sure they're looking to get things up back on track offensively. Um, between all the running backs, eh, you mentioned earlier too about uh, the Ravens, how they just remind you of the Rams backfield. We never know which running back to play. Someone out of this game is probably going to have a good day. I just don't know who. I really don't. I feel like they're going to want to get Akers involved back in there after missing some time. You know, they obviously didn't want him to get hurt, but I feel like he's had enough time to get recovered and get back out there. Um, what are your What are your thoughts on the Rams' backfield? Pretty much the same, same thing?
2: Yeah, it's too murky. You don't want to start any of these guys. Um, I feel like Daryl Henderson's name is Mark Ingram and Malcolm Brown's name is Gus Edwards and Cam Akers' name is J.K. Dobbins.
1: That's a great way of putting it. Um, Any of the receivers, or are you high on Higby this week at
2: all? Shut your mouth.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What what the hell does that mean?
2: (laughs) The one time I listened to a Tyler Higby deal that that you put upon me, and I draft him with confidence, mind you, and he has a three-touchdown game, and that is it. I mean, right now I feel like it's Cooper Cup, Robert Woods. You're not going to start anybody else. That's a receiving option. Tyler Higby, he needs to prove it. I mean, he's starting to disappoint me, man.
1: Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Like, it, he's the number six tight end in his standard nine in PPR, but take away that three touchdown game and he's got next to nothing. So he's playing a high percentage of snaps, though. Week one, 88, week two, 86, week three, 72, and then week four, 84. So he's playing a lot. Like last week, the whole offense was in a funk. The week before, okay, they played Buffalo as a tough defense. The week four, they played Philly, good matchup, and he exposed them. The week before, he had four catches for forty yards or three catches for forty yards, and it's not—I mean, that's not really a good day. But he played eighty-eight percent of snaps. I don't want to be making too many excuses for the guy, but he's kind of had a rough go, rough start, and maybe better days are ahead. I'm Still playing him because there's not a lot of other good options. I am disappointed because I thought we'd see more production over the course of four games it's really all been in one but um keep the faith i think better days are oh. ahead for him
2: okay analysis cut short he's the kenyan drake of tight ends let's move on <laughs>
1: <laughs> great way of saying it. i will play cup and woods every week i still think woods is the higher upside week to week yeah so the true number one wide receiver there and cup he's still pretty involved obviously so you can still play them they're both finishing pretty similar fantasy numbers um, and Goff, I think he'll, he'll get back on track. I know he's playing an away game and he has not traditionally had good road splits, but, um, yeah, I think he'll be in, in for a bounce back game. Um, Washington side, um, uh, Dwayne Haskins is getting benched for Kyle Allen. And actually, Alex Smith is going to be the number two this week is what they said. Um, Haskins wasn't even getting reps in practice. I don't, I don't think he was even getting the number three reps. Um, I yeah, think he didn't though- look happy. Yeah, yeah, clearly. Um, but we've got uh, Terry McLaurin injury we're dealing with, right?
0: Yes, he has a thigh injury um, listed as questionable, and he did not participate today. Um, so we definitely want to keep an eye out on his status in these upcoming coming days of practice. Um, pretty much their whole receiving corps is kind of beat up right now. Dontrelle Inman, he's dealing with the foot injury. He also didn't practice today, but he's listed as questionable for Sunday. Um, And Steven Sims dealing with that turf toe injury. He still isn't practicing, um, but he's currently listed as questionable. But they're a little banged up on that wide receiver end over there.
1: Yeah, I'm still playing McLaurin every week as long as he plays. I mean, he, sh- he, he should play.
0: Week.
1: Yeah. He did that last week where he was like a game time or he was hmm. questionable or something. Still played 90% of the snaps, you know. Um, he's he's too good to, to put on the bench at this point. So you're playing him as a wide receiver one. He's 11, number 11 wide receiver and standard number nine in PPR, which is, you know, low wide receiver, low end wide receiver one, not super low, maybe kind of on you know, borderline mid wide receiver one. So you got to play him every week. Uh, Red, any thoughts on Antonio Gibson?
2: Start him every week. Um, he's more of a running back too, but He's starting to get more involved with the team, more more rush attempts, more receptions, targets. Peyton Barber's not involved. I love that Jordan Love is on the bench. Um, see what I did there? Ha-ha. Pat myself on the back. Knee slapper on that one, right? So, uh, um, yeah. Um, yeah. Antonio Gibson running back two this week and continue moving forward. PPR leagues, he's probably more of a higher-end running back two, but uh, he's not getting enough touches and as what a running back one would get. Washington loses too many football games, and they're not in the red zone near enough for Gibson to get the touchdown totals that the running back ones get. But right now I like him as a running back, too, rest of the season.
1: Yeah, it's weird because he's game – week one, he played 26% of the snaps. He actually didn't really have a real big week one. Week two, 64%. Week three, 41%. Week four, 44%. So he's hovering right around, you know, split the difference between all these games. He's basically playing about like 50% of the snaps most games. You know what I mean? So it's interesting how he's been an RB2. Like he's a legit RB2. He's number 19 in standard, 18 in PPR. So you can use him as an RB2, but he's only playing like half the snaps. I wonder if if they start playing more snaps. He's got some upside to be better than that.
2: Um, Let's not forget that uh, Christian McCaffrey caught a lot of passes from Kyle Allen last year.
1: Yeah, that's very true. Um, I'm kind of just to mention real quick, you know, Logan Thomas has been someone that gets floated around as a guy, but um, he's playing a ton of snaps too, but he's doing nothing with them. And maybe getting a quarterback change will be helpful because he's getting targets. He just hasn't done anything with them. So um, I'm probably going to take a wait and see approach. I do think that he could have a, uh, you know, better games with a different quarterback although I'll say I'm not starting Kyle Allen this week and if even if like it's a two quarterback league I'm probably trying to avoid it if I can because we've got uh, Aaron Donald coming to town and that's never going to be good for a, a young know, quarterback like that so um, you know I think maybe better days are ahead and I think that we could eventually see Alex Smith at some point
0: Good possibility
1: yep. Um, the last game that we're going to just briefly mention—we're not really going to get into fantasy purposes. We'll wait for next week or next—not next week, next podcast—to do this. Is the Bills and Titans? Um, this is interesting because they're both undefeated, four and over three and zero. But there's so many players that have been testing positive from the Titans that there's a chance this game could end up getting rescheduled, um, or we're going to say something today that is not going to be relevant tomorrow because someone news testing positive or something. So we're going to wait until. Our last podcast of the week to talk about this game, although it is on the morning slate and we were planning on covering it. Um, we're not going to do it just quite yet because there's too much going on COVID related. And Josh, I think you can kind of speak to that a little bit, right? They've got what got like 20 positive tests. right Yeah, there.
0: man. It was like, yeah, I think in the low twenties and a lot of them are players, um, you know, Corey Davis, Adam Humphries, they're on the COVID list just name a few so yeah there there's was a
1: report that came out today that yeah the players that. were like practicing outside of you know the facilities or something like mm-hmm. t- together somewhere else you know and I think they said Ryan Tannehill was part of that group so even if he doesn't test positive if they find out that he was part of that group that practiced outside of the spot where they were supposed to he could immediately end up getting quarantined so yeah. Yeah. It's just kinda of like when you take a wait and see approach with uh with this game.
0: Yeah,
2: yep. it's all over the place right now. Yeah. Luckily I wasn't real big on any Titan players this year, so I don't own any Titan players at all. Think, uh, it doesn't
1: affect me. John Smith, don't you have him?
2: Yeah, but he's a bench stash right now. I see. He's I'm not relying on him in any league. He's uh tight end two and I think in my dynasty he's a tight end three. My yeah. third one. So
1: all right. Well, that pretty much wraps up everything um, in terms of the morning games. Other than this last game we discussed, we'll get back to uh, this other stuff and probably do a recap of Thursday night game. Um, before we finish up, any any last thoughts, guys?
0: Drink your milk. Yeah, I agree with that. I actually agree with that.
1: Yeah, drink your milk, guys. Uh, shout out to our sponsors, Agland Protective Services, and and Farms. And until next guys until next time guys peace out Peace, peace out